Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd. I'll be taking you through the program today. And I am a small business advocate, lover of all things admin and general talker. I've just, I've discovered that I am a talker, started this show two and a half years ago because I like talking and look, someone popped a microphone in front of me and uh, Bob's your uncle. Everything's been great ever since. Um, now we're talking a lot about natural uh, wellness, uh, sort of health, healing, and we've fallen into that with the last couple of weeks of guests. We've been talking about the importance of keeping yourself, um, I guess, mentally and also physically well uh, and incorporating that into your business because as a small business we are our businesses uh, we operate um, almost 24 7 thinking eat, living eating breathing which is not necessarily a good thing and today's guest is going to be taking us through a few top tips um, to try and keep yourself um, more well balanced in terms of your health and well-being um, and also we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a small business in that space it's uh, it's topical at the moment people are talking about working spaces, co-working spaces, getting out and about. Uh, there's, we talked a couple of weeks ago with our, um, our friends from the chiropractors, uh, Chatswood Chiropractic Clinic about, you know, making sure you do things like walking meetings and, and trying to keep well and fit. So um, we're going to extend on that today. And today we've got Kerry Alexander, who is a local naturopath and herbalist, uh, who's going to be talking us through some of her top tips, but also just um, giving us some thought processes on how we can look after ourselves and nurture ourselves a little bit better. So welcome to the program, Kerry. Thank you, Lex. Thanks for me. No, it would help if I turned on your microphone. There we go. <laughs> I'll say that again. Welcome to the show, Kerry. <laughs> Thanks, Lexi. So um, we've, uh, you've been in business for a number of years. Tell me a little bit about your journey. What, what was it that drew you to this line of work and why are you so passionate about helping other people? Okay, um, I probably always wanted to be a naturopath. I just didn't know that I could actually do that as a job. So um, <clears throat> I thought it was something that I just got to do, read books, accumulated knowledge, and kind of went from there. Um, until I, so I went off to uni, trundled off to uni, went and actually did media, communications, oh, that, radio. That, well, that, that makes perfect sense, of course. <laughs> Naturopath, media comms. Yeah, I can, see that. I can see the link there. Did you burn out? Did you get bored? Um, I don't think I got bored. I got sick. I oh, got really sick. I ended up with really bad IBS. Oh. I had food intolerances, headaches, nausea. Do you think that was brought on by that, that overwork and that over, um, you know, the, the stress associated with the study or was it more that you know, it was just something that just happened at that time of your life. It happens a lot to small businesses, doesn't it? Just that whole, you know, you work so hard that eventually your body goes, nope, I'm done. Yes. I'm waving the white flag. I think I was just naturally a really stressed kid. I wasn't eating what I needed to be eating. I was living away from home. You know what it's like when you're at uni. Two minute noodles. Yeah, two minute noodles, lots of, you know, yogurt, lots of alcohol, not very much sleeping, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> and so you moved into the into the natural <clears throat> space, but it was more out of a love for what you do. And that's, I guess, what a lot of businesses come to when they when they move into that small business arena. I mean, I personally, I think I'm on my fourth career now, <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with what I studied at uni, uh, but falling into that space and, and, um, and loving it and really enjoying it. And I think what makes, what I've, I've enjoyed um, our, our unique friendship in terms of two small businesses getting to know each other in the local area, because um, I know that you're continually educating yourself. Why yes. do you think that's important as a small business? 
Well, I think you need to stay current so that you understand what's happening for people in their lives. Mm. Um, you also need to understand what new research is coming out and how you can apply that for the best outcome for your patients. Mm. Um, you know, if you don't understand how it feels to be a stressed mum, how are you going to gain that, understand that and have that empathy for that mum who walks in the door or that small business owner who's tired, overworked, you know, completely um, just exhausted. How are you going to know how to gain that empathy and sit in that space with them? It's really important that you understand it. And that's, I suppose, why small businesses are really good at communicating with other small businesses because we're there in that space with them and we can understand about deadlines and the imp impact that family has has on us. So I know that you work with a lot with uh, small businesses in the area and trying to help them and support them. What What's the most typical negative side that you see impacting on people's health and wellness um, when they run small businesses? What's, what's the main thing that really kills them and knocks them about? Overworking. Mm. Not actually, not actually giving themselves the boundaries that they require so that they can work well when they're working, be focused on what they're doing, and then actually stop when it's time to stop. We don't stop. I we know. keep going. We were talking about that earlier, weren't we? It's just this, it's, we're happy to use the B word, the busy word, but nobody goes, oh yeah, no, today I did nothing. <laughs> well, I think it's because people look at it like it's you know, it's a dirty word not to be, it's a dirty concept not to be busy. Mm, mm. When in actual fact, we need to stop. Our bodies aren't designed to work and work and work and work. You know, there are seasons and cycles for everything and we need to actually stop, refresh, defrag, have time out. Otherwise, we're constantly in this phase of go, go, go. We're in sympathetic all the time. We always think that, you know, I've got to run away from the tiger because that's how our bodies understand the stress. We also need to sit, relax. You know, when we go into parasympathetic, that's when we start to breathe, we start to nurture ourselves, we rest, we refresh, all of that. Kind Isn't that of just sleeping? No, <laughs> that's not just sleeping. Because <laughs> I just say to myself, I'll just, I'll just go for 18 hours. No, for, well, not that, not that bad. I'll go for 14 hours of the day and then I reckon, no, no, what am I kidding, 16 hours of the day and then I'll sleep really, really well. Is it enough to go, no, 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 it's fine. I, I sleep well. I don't, you know, I don't have these broken sleep so I don't get insomnia or anything like that. I'm fine. Is that enough? I don't think so. I still think you need actual time out to go and reconnect to nature, to your friends, to have fun, to relax, to actually have that mental space away from work. And is it okay in the beginning to schedule that in? Because I know that, I you think know, you have to. Yeah, because otherwise you're just not going to make time to ensure that you're actually, you know, finding that time to stop. Yeah. But Lexi, how easy is it? to just go, oh, I'll just go and check that email. Oh, I know it's 7.30, the children have gone to bed. Oh, I'll just go and have a look. And then all of a sudden you're down that wormhole again. Mm -hmm. You need to have those boundaries and you need to observe them so that your body can actually refresh. You know, you need to sleep, you need to rest. Do you think it's become worse <laughs> in the last five years because we've become so dominated by these electrical devices? Absolutely, yeah. 
I'm seeing more and more fatigue. You know, people are just adrenally fatigued. Their nervous systems are just totally strung out and, and, and they're struggling as a result. And the more you push it, the more the body will upregulate, but eventually you'll crash and then, and then you get sick. It's the reason why people go on holiday and they get sick because their bodies have been maintaining <clears throat> that they've been maintaining themselves in that really sort of in that high cortisol sort of space and then that drops and with that the immunity comes down and then they get sick because all of a sudden I don't have a deadline and I know that I can rest so now my body goes great let's be sick <laughs> let's really make you really sleep gonna now. Ma yeah I'm gonna take this time to just all those all those bugs that have been building up in my system I'm gonna just let them take over so we can sort of flush them out once and for all is it um, do you think that the the body is smarter than we give it credit for totally absolutely It'll shut us down if it needs to. It will. It will. And that whole and flight and does. fight response you talk about is really, um, I know it sort of sounds a bit nomadic and, and a bit sort of 20,000 years ago, but it's still very much a part of our makeup, isn't it? Well, that is still, from an evolutionary perspective, that's still where we are. Yes, you know, you look around the world and, and life is very different and we've advanced very far, but we've still got to remember we've got bodies that have you know, we've evolved to a certain level and that evolution can, uh, takes time. It takes generations of change. And there's no plug-in for that. Not yet. There's, there's not, not an app for it. There's not an app. <laughs> I need to evolve faster. <laughs> no, you just need to sleep. <laughs> well, it's interesting what you were saying about fight and flight and fight response because I guess when you think about it, the stresses that we put ourselves under um, in relation to deadlines and, and, and allowing um, client expectations to take over. Um, one of the things that I like to give people tips about in terms of time management is simply to not you need to train your clients to understand when you're available to them. So a really simple one, and I'm just going to pop that idea out there, tell me what you think. A really simple one is you draft the email. If if you absolutely must write that email and get it out of your system, almost from a mental health perspective, you know, mm. that whole cognitive behavioural therapy, just get it out of your mind. If you must write it, write it at 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night so you can sleep, but don't send it. Just save it as a draft and then send it off at 9.15, 9.30 in the morning so that your clients don't think that they've got you on tenterhooks because they will presume that they can get immediate results from you. They will email you at 12 o'clock at night and then first thing in the morning when you wake up, you're going to respond. Absolutely. Although, yes, I understand what you're saying. Write that email if you have to. But I think better than that, probably just write on your list for tomorrow. Got a reply to Mr. Jones about whatever. Mm and then let it be because the problem is is that every time you engage you're going back into that stressed place mm. you're not allowing the hormones in your body to actually go through the cycling that they need to so that you can rest relax and go to sleep because it is a hormonal cascade sleep is a hormonal cascade you know and so the body needs that time for it to happen it's the same reason that the blue lights on our phones and our computers they keep us awake again because it mimics sunlight and so the brain goes great we can stay awake but in actual fact it's 9 30 or 10 o'clock at night 
and your body needs to be going through its circadian rhythm so it can go to sleep. There's something interesting yeah. that I heard from our <coughs> vet, of all people, with our new dog, is that we were going, oh my God, why is she shedding right in the middle of winter? It doesn't make any sense. She's actually just losing all of her hair. It's not like a change of the seasons. And the vet says, so you know when she goes to bed inside at night before you've put her out, um, is she in a room that with all the lights on? And we went, yeah, yeah, I suppose she sleeps in the kitchen on her poof and we leave all the lights on. And, and then we went, well, you're actually messing with her cortisol level. So she thinks that the, 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 year, the annual cyclical nature of the seasons, she thinks it's a different season. Her body is physiologically responding to that by thinking that it's summer because mm -hmm. the day in her mind is longer. So he said, if you want to try and reduce the amount that your, hair, your, your dog is shedding, just when it goes to bed inside somewhere, turn the light off mm. and then see if it, you know, what it actually worked. Well, that's similar to what you're doing with, you know, working at 10 o'clock at night. You're still keeping that cortisol high so the melatonin cascade can't go through your sleep cycle, mm -hmm. you know, and then you lie in bed for an hour or two while, you know, the body is starting to try and calm down and your washing machine and toss and turn <laughs> you don't sleep very well and then you get up the next morning you're not you haven't slept well and you go hmm caffeine I know I'll do that so what you're doing then is you're just plugging your adrenal glands back into that higher cortisol level and off you go again round and around so in terms of um, <clears throat> that's an interesting point you bring up about caffeine and sugar um, I'm always trying to avoid having anything after dinner. I'm trying to bring that, that meal time a little bit earlier, but also not sort of reaching for the chocolate at nine o'clock at night. And it was actually my mother-in-law who told me this about my daughter. And, you know, I said, it's ridiculous. You know, Abigail's getting hungry at 10. And she went, she's not hungry. She's tired. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't say 10. <laughs> my young daughter's not up at 10 o'clock at night. But as she gets closer to bedtime, she complains of being hungry again. And her little body doesn't recognise that that's actually tiredness. So she's trying to find a way to replenish her energy. And she's, her brain is going, I need food. Well, we do it too. Yes, As we adults, do. we reach for that chocolate. We reach for that sugar hit at 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night. And what we don't realise is that, okay, you're now going to give yourself a sugar high for the next half hour. You're not really going to sleep. Uh, it's going to affect loads of different things. So that nutritional side of things is is really crucial as well in terms of your adrenal levels and and trying to bring yourself you can't just go i'm gonna read a book i'm gonna read a book right now i'm gonna eat some chocolate read a book that doesn't work does it you've got to sort of find a pattern with food you do need to find a pattern so you've got to balance your blood sugar levels so you need to eat healthy nutritious whole foods grains you know Eat what your gra grandmother used to eat. Don't eat random packaged stuff that pretends to be food because it's <laughs> not food. <laughs> it's chemicals masquerading as food. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Eat what your great grandmother would eat. And that way you can balance your blood sugar levels. You won't crave things like sugar and caffeine as much. You also don't overtax your adrenal glands or your nervous system by doing it because you're feeding yourself all those nutrients that your body requires so that it can function at its best level. Look, there's some really great tips there. We're going to take a quick break here on Triple H 100.1 FM. You're listening to Small Biz Matters and we will be back with Kerry Alexander after these short announcements.
Kerry back to the program and now we're talking with Kerry Alexander who is a local naturopath and herbalist about wellness um, and being in the right frame of mind at work when you're working for yourself and it's a bit topical at the moment isn't it you know people talking about being isolated and looking for co-working spaces and um, and I guess I guess small business is getting a little bit more resurgence in the media and, and being seen as a bit important, despite the fact that we're the biggest employer in Australia and really keeping the eco- economy afloat after the mm. mining boom collapsed. That us and the banks, apparently. Uh, but it, it's important that, that we we recognise that we are ourselves the business. Yes, absolutely. And how, how do we look at that? So. Take me through a sort of a typical working day and where people fall into bad habits as small businesses. What can we do to break those habits and look after ourselves a little bit better, do you think? I think starting the day well is really important. Getting up probably a little bit earlier. A what? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So I don't get up at 7.15 and immediately start screaming at my children? No. No. Uh. Get up. Go and sit outside. Go and do 10 minutes of meditation. Actually just pull yourself together. Understand what your focus is going to be for the day. Set your intention. How, how, do, you, how do you meditate when you've never done it before? So t- walk me through. Use an app. Use an app. Use an, Use app. an app for meditation. Honestly, there are so many. There are beautiful apps. There's Smiling Mind. There's Buddhafy. There's all sorts <laughs> of lovely Sorry, ones. Did you just say Buddhafy? I did, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. Have a look at it. So what do these what do these apps do? You go out and I assume you're going to tell us to go and sit out in the sun and get some vitamin D and find just, somewhere in the natural space to sit. Yeah, just connect with the natural worlds. It makes such a difference to go and sit outside. Even if you just go and sit on your balcony, you know, put on a jumper, go and get your uggies, take a blankie if you need to. Go and sit outside, press, open the app. Press play, you know. Headspace and what's it doing? Is it taking you through some one. music, and what is it? Yeah, there's and usually it talks music. You through it. Yeah. So it's like the back end of a yoga class in an app. Pretty much. Right. Or you could do. You could even just do a yoga nidra. But it's just use something that will actually talk you through. So you know, <clears throat> just a visualization that you can do that just brings you into that space where you're not running around like a headless chalk yelling at your children screaming at your kids mm-hmm. because there's 4,000 things to do and the t- clock is ticking because really what is 10 minutes I mean it's you know we can waste 10 minutes just staring at Facebook or yeah or just doing something that really doesn't make any sense for that particular period of time so that's one really good way you mentioned before about um, affirmations now that's a bit of a buzzword at the moment the whole find something to be well what's the word it's not affirmations it's appreciations gratitude, gratitude that's it I'm so some people like to write gratitude oh, journals I'm not a fan that's I can't okay get my head around it but i suppose if you start the day by going isn't that tree nice or yes yeah why what is my purpose for today or even you know for me what de-stresses me is to get my head around what i'm going to try and achieve that day well, you can do that too. A lot of people like to get up in the morning and just write their list mm. because it kind of empties that monkey mind. So maybe for you, Lex, it would be better to get up, write that list, and then go and sit outside and go and do just a short meditation just so that you can bring that clarity and focus into your day. And it's quite amazing. Just doing that for 10 minutes, try it 
just set yourself a challenge of doing it for the next seven days. You feel so different. You know, you kind of feel a little bit like Teflon because it all just slides off because you've <laughs> set that intention. You've gathered yourself. You know, you're not in that space where you are just stamping out fires all the time. That's a good way and of looking at it. that's a horrible place to be in. So are you one of these um, breakfast is the f most important meal of the day kind of people setting yourself up with good nutrition? Give me some examples yeah. of some very easy, fast, uh, good nutritional breakfasts for people to have. See, good food doesn't have to be difficult. It can be really simple. You know, slice of toast, avocado, egg, done. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. You know, because you need to tick all those boxes. Do you need to have the protein element, the carb element, the, the vitamins and minerals from, is it a good idea to try and tick all the boxes first thing in the morning? It would be a good, it is a good idea. You know, you really, you really are what you eat. You know, all of those nutrients are broken down in your body and make up every single cell that is you. So the fact is, is that, you know, if it's a muffin, from somewhere <laughs> or or just like or a nothing box of cereal with just that's had such depletion of nutrients taken out of it that they have to put it back in again well yeah you know really i think as a small business owner look as a human i think that you owe yourself to look after yourself nurture yourself this is the only body that you've got in this lifetime love it look after it someone, it's carrying you around oh, someone said to me someone said to me recently you know <coughs> your body is not just a vessel on which your head sits no yeah. <laughs> you actually need to feed it and and although you know for some people out there some of our listeners might not be connecting with the wellness looking after yourself self-care aspect forget that just think about working more efficiently well, and getting yeah. the most out of your day. You're not going to do it unless you fill your tank. Well, fill yourself, yeah. Yeah. you know, actually give yourself what you need so that you can work the best that you can. You can't like you can't run a car on an empty tank. So why do you do that to your body? Mm, yes, very true. People who don't have breakfast, it's nuts. Yeah, just eat breakfast. And now I'm going to take us straight to the coffee section of the day because <laughs> I know it's important, it's Lexi. So important. <laughs> it's only one, but um, okay. So I, I, I'm going to have a coffee. Uh, and I, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Don't. No. Enjoy it. And and that's good. Okay, so next next section is somewhere in between there. Um, you're obviously working very hard. Uh, is it okay to sit down and eat lunch at our desk while no. working? No. Why? Because you're not actually sitting down and eating lunch. You're actually working and having a side of lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you're not actually taking that time out. Just go and sit outside, sit in the sunshine, listen to the birds, read or your the construction book. if you live in Asquith and Mount Yeah, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so just sitting down and relaxing and, and just switching your brain off and, and you're obviously saying don't take your phone and then no, do things don't. that are gonna heighten that adrenal thing. Just change your perspective as well change where you're sitting so that you can change your perspective because changing your perspective changes how you see things it literally changes your perspective on whatever that thing is that was annoying you that you couldn't get through just before lunch you'll walk in and you'll go oh yeah got it that's mm. how i fix it mm. 
sitting at lunch, you know, trying to scrape your way through it is not going to help you move away from it and gain perspective. Yeah. And so uh, after lunch, now a good opportunity now to go for a bit of a walk, clear our mind. Yeah. Doesn't have to be more than five minutes, does it? No, no, no. You can go for a walk then, or if you're really keen to get back into lunch or if you've got appointments booked in, then maybe later in the afternoon, sort of four o'clock-ish. It depends on what your workday looks like, but yeah, go for a walk, get outside. And what you were saying before the break as well, also to try and schedule those in, if that's what it takes, put them in your diary. Yeah. That 10 minutes. Yeah. I think we always forget about, um, for me, it's it's like breaking up the cycle of what I'm thinking about is more disruptive. I feel it's very, very disruptive. But what you're saying is sometimes a new perspective, a different viewpoint or, or even some fresh air can really clear out the cobwebs a bit so you're coming at it again from a from a lateral what a different way of thinking and it solves the problem a little bit more easily yeah just yeah just changing that space mm. especially if you are really stuck in something you know and you're not actually achieving the outcome that you need your brain just needs a bit of space you need to go somewhere else you know I, i'm going to put it out there that uh, the last few weeks i've been i've been working from home more intensely i just had a lot of deadlines so i haven't been filling my day with appointments to have chats to people i've actually been sitting down and doing work and then i've been reaching for the fridge and it is my job apparently in the family to empty the fridge and eat it uh, and I've become the leftovers queen and what i didn't realize is after a couple of weeks of doing that i felt really crap and I, eventually after those two weeks, I put two and two together and I went, oh, maybe because I'm eating old food that has lost its nutrition. It once was nutritional. It was good, healthy food, casseroles, veggies and everything else. But after it's been sitting in a fridge for, what, a little while, it's going to start to lose its nutritional value. And well, it loses, loses its vitality as well. So not only does it lose the energetic properties of the vitalness of that food, but it's also going to start losing its nutrient level. So what's well. the maximum, in your opinion, <laughs> what's the lifespan of, say, your typical meat dish as a leftovers for any sort of nutritional value? I reckon a couple of days. A couple of days, okay. But you know I gotta what? I've got to stop cooking so much quantity of food, <laughs> thinking it's going to last for two weeks. But you know what? Just put a handful of salad on top of it. Put some living food on top of it. If you're going to eat leftovers, do that. Hmm. Okay. Maybe some parsley. Go to your garden, your living garden, garden, and go and grab whatever's, some. Whatever's, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you can always cut up a tomato and have it on the side, some avocado on the side. Grate some carrot, put some lettuce on top. Very good thinking. Bit of rocket. Very good hard. thinking. And drink lots of water. I found that not drinking enough water. I mean, look at the, we were just saying before we came on the air today, it's so dry and it's not just dry for the garden and dry for the environment, but it's also very dry for our skin and, and um, being dehydrated can't really be good for our brains and helping that work. Dehydration is, doesn't work for anything. It doesn't work for your digestive system. It doesn't work for your brain. It doesn't, we need lubrication. <laughs> Put the water in. Put the water in. <laughs> so you can function All herbal teas <laughs> instead of coffee. Now, uh, something that advertisers are a big fan of is, is the three o'clock pick-me-up, usually in the form of some crappy cup of soup or chocolate or coffee. Um, what, are some, what are some good pick-me-up foods that you can just grab on the run that are actually healthy, that are not going to give you that 
bottom, bottoming out effect of, of the crappy food and the packaged food? I reckon probably the easiest thing you can do is probably some yogurt, a handful of nuts, some fresh fruit, something like that, combinations thereof. Mm. That is usually the easiest thing that you can walk into the supermarket and pick up. But fruit is full of sugar anyway, the fructose. What's the difference between me grabbing a, a couple of mandarins or a chocolate bar? And this is such a reciprocal. I mean, I, I know what the answer to this question is, but tell me why. The answer why? is fibre. Ah. Okay. So if you're going to drink a glass of juice, that glass of juice is going to contain approximately four oranges. Okay, you can't tell me you can sit down and eat four oranges in one sitting. You're not gonna do it. And the difference is, is that one contains the fiber and one contains only the juice. What if I get it with pulp? Is that oh, better? Oh, Lexi, stop it. <laughs> so you gotta have the fruit. You you've gotta actually, have the fiber. You've gotta have the fiber because what that does is that it slows the entry of the fructose of the sugars into the body. It just slows the whole process down and allows it to go into the body as it's meant to go in. And it means that you don't have that terrible blood sugar spike. Mm. And, and do you get, <clears throat> does, is the spike as high when it's not so processed, when it's not, um, I mean, at least here in Australia, we don't high, have high, what do they call it? High fructose, fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup. Oh my God, yes. that's been linked to so many nasties. At least here we have sugar in our in our chocolate bars and our other stuff, but um, you still got that spike. Is that spike doesn't happen to the same degree when you're looking at fruit? It doesn't happen to the same degree because of the fiber. Hmm. That's why. Okay. What you're also looking at is you're looking at different kinds of sugar and different kinds of sugar act slightly differently as they're absorbed into the body and whether they actually cause that spike as much or not. Great. Okay. So so we've had that little 3pm pick me up and then we go and start the crazy part of our day, which is the kids dinner, shopping, uh, you know, running around like a blithering idiot, cleaning up after our kids and then finally we sit mm -hmm. at hopefully by eight o'clock, you're sitting down and, and you're relaxing. And your phone has been switched off. Off? What? Did you say <laughs> off? I don't know if I can do off. I can do... Off. Silent. Off. You know what? It, it's funny because I've just, as a habit, I've just turned my phone to silent all day. Mm -hmm. And um, one, I'm not missing anything. I'm not, you know, the world's not changing and, and my phone's not yelling at me. Literally not being upholded to a, a device telling me what to do just by turning it on to silent. I'm um, sure your adrenal glands are thanking you for it because mm. every time you hear that ping, our bodies respond. We get that dopamine surge and the adrenals go and all of a sudden we're in that place again where we've got to run, do, achieve, you know, be mm, mm. whatever it is that that person on the other end is asking us to be. Not to mention, of course, if we're going through a particularly stressful time, we're up against a deadline or you've got that really nasty client that you should have fired weeks ago, kind of emailing you. Every time you hear a noise, you're going to associate it with that negativity. And then there's also that sinking feeling that you can get. Yep. And you get that hormonal rush and mm. then your body is in that fight or flight place again. And, we, it, you know, there's absolutely no need for it. No. There's no need to have notifications on your computer, turn them off. Mm -hmm. So go into Outlook, go into Mail, go into whatever your particular email settings are and turn off those notifications on your computer because you will see whenever you dump into the emails. And what we, I think what we're also losing 
track of is that there is there should be an order a natural order of when things are important mm -hmm. so if you get a phone call that should be first priority oh no anyway forget that sorry let's go back to normal humanity if someone talks to you face to face you don't ignore them you don't turn your back you don't turn Usually them to silence <laughs> so that's the first mute. one mute, yeah mute the person um so that's first one the second one is when someone calls then the third one is maybe sms Yep. And then the fourth one is email. So why are we pushing emails up the train? Why, why, are we, why are we saying that they are so important that they need to have our immediate attention the moment they hit our inbox? They don't. They don't. But that's, that is, I think that's how we hook into this whole cycle of being constantly at work. I know I'll check my email. I know, am I important? I know, is that, has that person got back to me? I think that it's really easy to go into that place. When in actual fact, you know what? Just make a time, okay? I check my emails twice a day mm. at nine o'clock and at 1.30. You know, if I get back to you, I will get back to you within business hours. It just, it's, it's a reasonable way to behave. I've seen quite a few people more and more these days when you send out emails, you get um, an automated response that says, um, you know, I check my emails at this time of the day and this time of the day, if it's urgent, give me a call. If not, I'll speak to you then. And it, it's that training regime. We almost need to train ourselves as, as a, a community of small businesses to say, hey, one of the reasons we went into small business was to give us, cut ourselves some slack and to not have our boss or, or our job breathing down our neck. But we find ourselves doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. We are doing it to ourselves, yeah. And I think it's the eagerness that we have to be of service. Mm. It's also the requirement that we put on ourselves to, you know, earn an income as well. And I think those two things kind of meld. And then because you are constantly available through your phone, mm. all of a sudden the boundaries erode so it's very difficult you have to be really disciplined to put those boundaries in place but i think when you understand that for mental emotional and physical health you actually need to do it you can teach yourself to do it again mm. yeah. and it's also all part of that whole anti multitasking movement where it's actually not a good idea to be trying to do five things at once and they've proven it they've and said it's that a furphy anyway. yeah yeah you're yeah. much more efficient to focus on one task spend x amount of time on it get it done then move on to the next task yes yeah because that way you can focus completely on that task before you move on to the next one focus completely finish it move on to the next one mm. otherwise you've got five that are you know three quarters done mm. the only time you should be multitasking is when you're cooking yes <laughs> you've got several things happening at once that's it just when you're cooking <laughs> or looking after children in general <laughs> look we're going to take a quick break here on small biz matters um you are listening to triple h 100.1 fm we'll be back after this and welcome back to Small Biz Matters, a half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd, and I'm here with our special guest, Kerry Alexander, local naturopath and herbalist. We're talking about wellness and self-care and looking after yourself, and, and I guess in saying that, being more efficient and working more effectively, because if you look after and pump yourself full of the right fuel, then you'll, uh, you, you, you'll avoid things like sugar crashes and tiredness and, and, um, and heightened adrenal activity and all those things that aren't so great because at the end of the day, as we said at the beginning of the program, we are our business and we need to look after ourselves because without us, 
there's nothing and there's no business, which, you know, no, no pressure, everyone. But, <laughs> but there are ways that you can look after yourself. And um, just before the break, we sort of looked at a typical working day for small businesses out there and some little strategies that you can do to improve your wellness um, and your and, and, and introducing things into the lifestyle of a small business to sort of improve. Now, um, one of the important things is, is we need to look after as a small business is our nervous system fairly important contains our brain yes uh and 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 our adrenal glands now i've always thought of the nervous system as the brain and the little nerves that just run through our body why is the adrenal system so important uh in terms of of us as a small business why do we need to be conscious of that with ourselves because that is the axis that is the hormonal system that probably gets worked the hardest because we push ourselves so much because of the stress levels and the constant overwork and the lack of sleep mm. that tends to go on the adrenal glands honestly are about they're they're our flight or fight they're our runaway they're our keep us safe um, the difference is, is that our brains don't and our bodies don't know the difference between a deadline for a client <laughs> <laughs> and a saber-toothed tiger that's chasing us. It's still the same hormonal cascade. Okay, so that's what gets that's what gets people really tired. That's what gets them really run down. And then because it's part of the entire body as well, we've got to look at we've got to look at it holistically we can't just look at one system one and focus brain. on that yeah <laughs> because everything is interlinked it's the same as what you eat affects what kind of neurotransmitters actually cascade from your body going forward because you know the food that you eat is directly linked to everything else that goes on in your body mm. so one of the things that we we talked about at the beginning of the show was was self-care and sort of nurturing and looking after that there are practical things that you can do to support your adrenal system yes. um i i, I, re I realize and recognize the ne necessity for for coffee but that's okay just don't drink eight cups of it each day drinking herbal teas you say is um is is beneficial why is that because you're using herbs as food mm -hmm. you're using your instead of taking away from the body by you know putting things like because unfortunately things like caffeine and sugar and white flour products they're anti-nutrients they're considered anti-nutrients they actually require nutrients to process to be processed within the body they mm -hmm. take away Mm -hmm. They don't add to the body. So what I like to tell people is whatever goes into you, whatever you're eating, whatever you're drinking, try and add to your body. So, you know, things like if you're going to look after your adrenal glands, drink licorice tea, drink Tulsi tea, use things like that so that you can support your system and this is obviously where a good herbalist and naturopath can help you um, to, to understand where where you uh, have deficiencies yeah. and, and what you can be doing to replenish a little bit more because obviously we're talking we're talking today about you know generalized advice uh, and generalized issues that we as small businesses come across and, and as, as us when we talk to small businesses but of course it's really important to engage with a professional that can obviously do a, a systematic approach for you um, is 
Is there a is there a naturopath association? Is there a professional yes. association? Yes. So we are. always say in the program there when you're looking for someone, look for a professional association and someone who's got the education behind them as well. So I'll just give that little top tip for people as well. Okay. Um, so uh, what's a what's a ginseng? What's a, I see her in your what's notes. Ginseng? ginseng. Okay. So ginseng is there's actually a group of herbs that are ginsengs, um, but what they are is they're adaptogens. So they help the body to function at its best so physically mentally emotionally there are different ones that can be used for different people um, men for example are much better taking something like panax ginseng because it's very masculine in energy it's mm -hmm. very yang it's very stimulating women on the other hand probably shouldn't use that they can use a lighter a more gentle ginseng something like a withania or a rhodiola so these are all the things that you know people like me this is what we do mm -hmm. we tailor herbal medicine formulas and nutritional programs exactly for the person who's sitting in front of us so it's very easy to go and look up all the stuff and it's fantastic that people educate themselves and as they should but in the end sometimes just that little fine tuning is what needs to happen. I also think we <coughs> underestimate the power of, I will say power, but the um, the capacity of, of herbs and natural remedies Absolutely. to support. They, they can actually be, um, have a negative effect if you're not doing it properly. You have to, whatever you're ingesting in your body, you need to make sure that you're, you're doing it according to what is required for you. So don't just yeah. Yeah, Google it. It's a bit Google doctor, isn't it? Just going, <laughs> I need some ginseng. A and then go bit. to the chemist and get some crappy over the counter. Well, you know, if, you are, if you've got very high blood pressure, taking something like licorice, is not what you should be doing ah. because you'll push your blood pressure up. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a reason that you go and see a trained healthcare professional because they understand all the interactions. And, you know, we're trained in understanding how the body works, what is what your body needs specifically for you as an individual, and then how we match that to the herbal medicines and the foods and the nutrients that we put in and place. And the exercise as well. And the exercise. And the meditation. And the meditation. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're a big fan of oats. Yes. And now, uh, that to me is just like, it's in the cereal aisle. Why, why <clears throat> is that, has that always been and why is that good for, in particular, mental health for small business? Um, because it's a really easy food that you can eat. So organic, rolled oats, not the Uncle Toby Processed, quick version, smushed. please yeah. don't do that. Mm -hmm. But oats, it's a really easy food. It's so high in nutrient. So it gives you lots of your B vitamins. It gives you lots of nutrient, lots of vitamins, and then also helps to restore and nurture the nervous system mm. oh which brings me to the next point very nicely mm -hmm. which is adrenal glands can you can you because we're talking about a lot about the whole flight and fight response and uh trying to oh, it's almost like you're trying to level it out a bit you know rather than having the highs and the lows mm -hmm. take sugar out of the diet you still got that adrenal gland response to what's going on so what are some um some good remedies that you can take that sort of level things out a bit so you're not experiencing so such a roller coaster mm. yeah yeah B vitamins are excellent, especially B5 and B6, and vitamin C. Vitamin C is really powerful. We just, we're so used to having it around, same as good old B vitamins, we don't realize just how powerful they really are. 
the, and the adrenal gland is very um, dependent on vitamin C. So even just putting a small amount in with those B vitamins makes a really big difference. Does a multivitamin cut it? Depends which multivitamin you're using mm. and the levels that you've got. But yeah, there's some great ones out there that you can use. And not necessarily yeah. ridiculously expensive either. No. Mm. no. It's, it's almost like an investment, isn't it? It's an investment in your health. Uh, in that, is it cheaper to spend uh, sort of 50 bucks on some multivitamins that are going to last two months? Or is it better for you to take a week off because you've um, run yourself into the ground and you're really tired and exhausted and your body's gone, no, nah, we're done. You've got to weigh it up. You've got to, you've got to look after yourself and fill yourself with good food. Yeah, nutrition. you do. You do. But also, you know, I think the other thing about natural therapies and herbal medicine and nutrients and all of that stuff is that it is long-term investment. You know, yes, you can see results and you do see results in two months or in three months, sometimes even earlier than that. But you actually start reaping your greatest rewards much further down the track. You know, the year that you don't get sick when everybody else does. That's right. Things you, you like think that. about that in the long term, <clears throat> yeah. The 10 years later when everybody else is walking around going, oh, my knees hurt, oh, this hurts, oh, that hurts. You're not because you've been taking fish oils for as long as what you have. And exercising and regularly. Exercising. Use it or lose it, people. Um, and what about um, some good uh, some good nutritional balances or some pick-me-ups for your brain? Ah, yeah, this is a good one for small business owners. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that use their brain the most. <laughs> and don't switch off. Um, things like ginkgo are great for brain function. Mm -hmm. um, although in saying that, you do need to be careful when you take ginkgo um, and especially for the elderly it's probably not something that i would prescribe ad hoc so again make sure that you're talking to a professional with yes. these sort of things um, vitamin b that's good for b for vitamins brain. yes lots of you know things like sudoku as well for maintaining brain function you know, even things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and also there's a beautiful Indian herb called Bacopa or Brahmi, which is really great. I like to give it to um, people who are sitting exams, you know, people who are really stressed, people who have got uni stuff coming up. That's really fantastic because in combination with other things like licorice and other adaptogens, you can really help people focus, achieve what they need to when they're going through that really stressful time. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's some awesome tips there. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just advice with regards to pick-me-ups and, and uh, things that we can do to look after ourselves, which in turn looks after our, our businesses. So thank you very much for coming on the show today, Kerry. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me, Lex. Now you can uh, catch up on all of our blogs and podcasts via the Small Biz matters.com.au website while you're there make sure you subscribe to our newsletter because you can find out about all those fabulous events that are coming up for small business we have over 50 events each month listed on our website and if you've got a workshop or an event or a business launch that you'd like to tell everyone in this local area about please send us an email you can send that to uh 
No, it's gone. Yes, events at smallbizmatters.com.au. And if you're a guest or if you'd like to be a guest on the show and share some of your expertise like the lovely Kerry has done with us today, then you can uh, join in and send us an email or check us out on Facebook and get in touch with us via the Triple H uh, Facebook page or the Small Biz Matters Facebook. Look, you can just get, there's lots of different ways to find us. We are not anonymous. So thank you very much for uh, listening today. Um, you can catch up on our website if you want to listen to podcasts and in the meantime we'll see you all next week with another great guest this has been small biz matters the half hour program where you work on your business rather than in it